Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Tech Authority Podcast. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about how to avoid spam and viruses and malware. So the first thing that we're going to cover today is Office 365 and what utilities it has inside uh, the Exchange side of things. So Exchange Online, trying to avoid the, the spam and setting up your domain name properly inside Office 365 so that you don't have all the spam come into your inbox. The good thing with Office 365 is that it's really, really easy to use. Uh, Microsoft have made it uh, web-based, sitting up on their cloud. Uh, if you go to portal.office.com, you can sign in with an account as long as you've got a Microsoft account or you have your own domain set up already previously in Office 365. Uh, currently, they're in a, a preview stage of changing the, the uh, layout of the main admin page. It looks okay. It's a little bit different. It's a little easier to, to browse, which is great. Uh, Microsoft have got a whole lot of reporting tools on how you can avoid spam. So you've got spam detection, malware for mail, uh, sent and received mail, malware detections, spoofed mail reports. So anyone who's trying to use your particular email address it can tell you all of those, all of that information. Um, it even tells you who the top senders and the top recipients are. So who's actually getting the most email? The ones that are going to fill up their mailbox with all sorts of mail. Whether it's subscription mail or something else, uh, it should show up in the protection side and the security and compliance reports. There's a lot of good utilities inside Office 365 to help you set up the mail flow properly. Uh, in the protection side of things, you've got a connection filter, a malware filter, a spam filter, any outbound spam that somebody inside your uh, domain is actually sending spam. They might have a virus on their computer, so you'd be able to detect that really quickly. Uh, there's a quarantine stage and there's quite a few other things inside there. Um, for the mail flow side of things, you've got the ability to put in rules, so you can actually allow certain uh, things to go through, or if you don't want certain emails to go through, you can block them as well, which is really, really handy, especially if you want to try and block spam out, or uh, emails that are coming through that are unsolicited emails that you want to get rid of, you can block them and you can put a mail rule in there to say, no, you cannot come in. You can allow certain domains to come through. You can even block IP ranges to uh, stop particular emails from coming through. And if you really want to go uh, properly and block certain areas from allowing you to send email, you can do that too. So you can actually set up which languages you can allow through and which countries uh, are allowed to send you mail which is really really handy um, it certainly blocks out a lot of the spam coming into your inbox doing it that way so if you can imagine having uh, if you had a lot of email coming from your local area whether it's in Melbourne or Sydney or particular areas of Asia or America or Europe, 
doesn't matter where you are, you can set up the countries to go, okay, I will allow you to send me email, but this country, I'm not going to allow you through because I don't have any contacts over there who are actually going to send me email. I'll allow emails from certain language groups, like most people speak English, or you might have a few Chinese people who send you emails, but they're all sending it in uh, the Chinese language. Uh, you can do all those things. It's a really, really, really handy tool. The other thing that we want to talk about is how to set up your mailbox properly. So whether you allow certain emails to come in or out, it's up to you. But setting up your mailbox to allow particular things to happen. So if you have a lot of subscription emails that you signed up to, I think the best way to get your mailbox under control so you don't have a lot of stuff coming into it is that you shift all your subscription email to a different email address. It doesn't have to be your work email, it doesn't have to be your personal email, but if you move it to a different mailbox so that all of that mail that comes into that mailbox is subscription only, and that way it's not going to interfere with any other thing that you're trying to do with your email. Because the last thing that you want is to have a whole bunch of junk mail just come through and just, you know, every time that you get email, whether it's a daily thing or a weekly thing, and it's something that you don't really read all that often, you might look at this, um, like a store special that comes in for, you know, particular shopping, uh, or particular stores that you love going to, you might want to look at their email later, but you don't want it interfering with your current inbox. The best way is to set it up in a, another mailbox. So like a Hotmail account or an Outlook.com or a Gmail account. Something that's going to allow the email through but not be intrusive. Because the last thing that you want is to have all this junk come in. And then you can't you know, sort through your mail very easily. There's really good tools for doing that. You can either um, put a... Put, move the mail to a different mailbox so you don't have to, it's up to you. Uh, but I would recommend doing that because it's easier to read. At least the, the emails that will come through will be either people that you know, um, or and it, it stops a lot of the spam. Because what happens is that if you unsubscribe from those emails, from the subscription emails, if they're spammy lists, then uh, once you unsubscribe, it identifies that your email address is valid and then it'll st still continue to sell you, so I'll send you email that's unsolicited email. Uh, it's kind of like junk mail in a way, or spam, um, and they might sell your email address onto someone else, but if it's a, a mailbox that you don't really care about, then that doesn't matter. It can go there and you don't have to worry about it. All right, so the next thing that we want to talk about today is setting up your PC properly so that you avoid, not only do you avoid the spam, but you can have protection from viruses as well as spyware. Now, in a way, spyware and a virus is almost the same type of thing. It still slows the computer down. The difference with spyware is that you get a lot of pop-ups kind of like the old adverts that you used to get on websites, except they come down onto your computer, they automatically open things without you having to really uh, click on anything. As soon as you start up the computer, it's always trying to, to load something up in front of you, whether it's a, a 
web page or a particular junk thing and it's just annoying. It slows the computer down and it stops the computer from browsing the internet. Virus does almost the same type of thing. In a way, it's very similar, but the virus will actually slow the computer down to a complete crawl. Um, it may not allow you to open certain programs that stops you from running your antivirus program and it just makes the machine come to a complete halt and basically you can't do anything with it. Uh, so what I would recommend doing is first of all get yourself an antivirus uh, program. Go have a look at Google and do a search on antiviruses or antivirus software and have a look at every one that you think that's appropriate for you. Now, depending on the product, a lot of them are good and a lot of them have a lot of extra stuff in them that really isn't necessary. Like I've, I use AVG and I use the free product, which is fine for me because I know what I'm doing, but you might find that you might want to use the paid product and that gives you access to a whole bunch of other extras like firewalls and uh, protection for buying online, password protection, all sorts of things that allow you to set up your computer in a way that you should feel a bit more secure. Um, and also, it kind of gives you that peace of mind because if something does go wrong, you've got the ability to call the support people for the company from the from your antivirus software and they will help you on how to get rid of the virus. Now depending on how bad the machine is, like if it's been infected with a, a ton of viruses, then having that support is handy, but usually what happens is, is that if it's really, really bad, you end up having to take it to a repair person to end up fixing the computer anyway because it's too hard for you to control. Most of the time it's easier to rebuild the computer than what it is to actually um, try and you know, hack through uh, certain security holes and fixes to try and get the thing working. Because if it's not allowing you to access your antivirus software properly, then you're pretty much stuck anyway. Now, having said that, once you have your antivirus products, I would also recommend looking at um, some malware protection or spyware protection as well. Now, your antivirus works really well uh, doing searches for antiviruses or for viruses, and it'll detect all of those usually. Um, but with spyware being a problem nowadays as well, even though a lot of the antivirus programs have the ability to capture um, spyware too, I would also recommend getting a, a program called Malwarebytes Anti-Malware. And what this program does, it searches for all sorts of spyware on your machine. Now, having both antivirus and spyware protection is really, really good because if the antivirus program doesn't pick it up, Malwarebytes Anti-Malware will. And usually what happens is that when Malwarebytes finds it, then your antivirus program finds it shortly afterwards going, by the way, we found a problem. Actually, you didn't find it. The other program found it first, but that's okay. Get rid of it for me anyway. I would recommend doing that, making sure that you have 
both antivirus and spyware protection. If you don't have Office 365 and you want to be able to control the spam, because um, Office 365 works really well for business as well as personal, um, but it's up to you. It's a paid product. Uh, it costs, I think, for in Australian dollars, it's $5.10 per mailbox for your own domain. I'm not entirely sure how much it costs for uh, for a personal. I think it's maybe $150 a, a year, which is a really good service. The good thing, the difference between having Office 365 and buying the Office client is that buying, if you were to buy Office Home and Business today, uh, you pay $300 for the client, but you get the updates through Windows Updates. And once uh, Microsoft released the next version of Office, you don't actually get the new version of Office. You'd have to pay for that. With Office 365, you get all of the updates, you get all the new versions of the software when it gets released, and you kept up to date with the whole program all the time, which is really, really handy. Uh, I would recommend going Office 365. It's what I use. It's what a lot of businesses use. It just seems to be a lot more reliable. Uh, it's one thing that you don't have to manage a mail server and time and effort, all that power that you had to have to keep and manage your uh, mail server. It's one less thing that you have to worry about if something goes wrong. You can always report a problem to Microsoft and their response time for support is really, really good. Most of the time you get a response with under four hours once you log a ticket with them, which is great. The other thing that I would recommend is getting a, a mail washing program to prevent mail from coming into your, prevent, preventing spam coming into your mailbox. In a way, instead of having Office 365 to do it, you can do it yourself. Uh, if you're using your ISP's mailbox, then it's probably the better way to do it. If you look for a program called MailWasher, it's a free tool. There's a paid tool for it as well, uh, but this allows you to separate all the junk from your inbox. It also takes care of subscription email. If it thinks it's junk as well, it'll move it to a junk folder and it'll take it out of your hands without you having to download all this stuff into your mailbox it'll just put it into a junk folder for you without you really having to worry about it. Now this program is a pretty good tool. Go have a look at it, let us know what you think, and we'll be back next week with another podcast. Bye.